got a hey welcome to the podcast or welcome back to the podcast this is the urban natives we're so excited to have you guys here for season two this is a place to unwind from a very long struggling hectic week that we're all suffering i know i am (laughs) anyway so join us as we share our laughs give you guys some motivation and basically have fun on these episodes because it's from yours truly your crown point cowboys that don't even live in crown point anymore so i am your host david and my co-host valdemar will be your deacus uncles eh? <laughs> anyway i thank you for stopping by and listening and i really hope you enjoy these episodes so enjoy now eh? hey guys welcome to the podcast or welcome back to the podcast um we are very excited because we have new segments to share with you guys and we're happy about it are we valdemar yeah we uh yeah i can't say anything else but yes we are excited okay but just to let you guys know to get the elephant out of the room i'm gonna have to walk away it's gonna know um but just to let you guys know we were kind of busy last week and yeah that's all <laughs> yeah some personal personal busyness but yeah we're back um we are gonna make two episodes into one probably one one yeah episode. probably just one episode but, but say two and three yeah, so two and three, episode two and three are going to be in the same episode, if that makes sense. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, uh, we have a new segment that we are happy to share with you guys. Um, this will go up until Halloween, but if you guys want, we can keep this segment in and make it once or twice a month. Um, this segment is called The Crime Segment. And Valdemar, how do you feel about that? I'm pretty excited because, I don't know, like, the things I guess I'm interested in is stuff that you, I mean, because you're going to be doing most of this part because I don't, I don't, you know, focus much on that side and I haven't, (laughs) and I don't research about that stuff. So I'm excited to hear and talk about it too at the same time. Yeah. So, if I do good and this really good, I'll just change my major. No, I'm joking. I don't really want to change my major. Um, but anyway. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be called the crime segment. And no, we're not going to keep this, or we're not going to make this podcast into a criminal documentary. If you guys do, however, want a podcast like that, you can go over to Crime Junkie. That is C-R-I-M-E. J-U-N-K-I-E. Um, that's one of my favorite podcasts. Um, it talks about a lot of cold cases, like cases that were not, um, that are not well known. Um, but it's, how would I say it? It's not really solved or still trying to be solved to this day. Uh, some of them are solved, but the, what's your name? The host of the, um, sorry, the host of the Crime Junkie is Ashley Flowers and her co-host Britt, and yeah, I it's a really good, it's a really good podcast. So I really hope that you guys 
would listen to it. And yeah, I mean, like I listen to it everything to everything that I do, um, like uh, sewing, running. What else? Uh, driving. Um, <laughs> like the other day, I was listening to it with my dad, but he didn't like it because he's not really into that. But yeah, I I listened to it when I was wood hauling, so it's really good. But the crime segment will be later on this episode. But for right now, we want to make this time to tell you guys whatever you want to believe in, whatever you want to do, we encourage you guys to vote. Um, me and Valdemar really, like, think that, not really think, but we should, we think that we should encourage you guys because, um... How would you say, Valdemar? Um, yeah, I mean, like, this is honestly one of the most important elections of everybody's lives right now. And also just gives you a chance to actually, especially people who listen to the podcast are mostly high school students. So it's getting you a chance to actually have a voice in something. So, and it's your civil right to do it and go out and vote. And we just encourage everybody to vote, to vote no matter what you believe in or who you support yes um just don't vote if you're under 18 that is illegal so <laughs> try not to do that david's like i already tried i tried this kid with them navajo nation kingdom i'm joking but, <laughs> just um, so he could vote for nez <laughs> i tried voting for jonathan nez they didn't take my ballot but he won so i'm good i'm joking but um yeah so we do encourage you guys to vote. Um, yeah. Um, but I will make you guys vote for Navajo Nation, and I'll tell you who to vote for. Nez for 2020. <laughs> I'm joking, but yeah, just vote. I mean, I mean, I waited, like, how many years? Like, about five years to vote. <laughs> now I get to finally vote. Oh, shoot. Now I get to finally vote. But anyway, moving on, um, we have news for you guys. Uh, we do not have any questions for you guys because it's going to kind of be a very long episode. Not really long, but like kind of long. That's what she said. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> anyway, um, as, some of, as, some, as some of you guys may know that some bills were made... For the missing and murdered indigenous women called the Savannah Act and the Not Invisible Act. Oh shoot, I didn't even have these up. I'm sorry you guys. Um, but yeah. We are really happy that there is a Savannah Act and... What was the other one called? Uh, the Not Invisible Act. For us because it's basically helping our stolen sisters. And... I believe that's a, like a f foot forward to helping the Native Americans. What do you, how do you feel about it, Valdemar? Um, at this point, I mean, to be honest, I really don't know much about it because I haven't read the whole, you know, article or I haven't read much about it. But I honestly feel, how would you say, good about it and that it's pretty cool to have actually something out there. And I think it was 
I mean, there's no, I can't say, cool is not a good word to use, but I don't know how to say it, but it's just good that it was passed and that there's certain bills and stuff like that and laws that are now put into place that will help missing and endangered women, Native American women, and give them more of a voice and actually maybe help locate some of these women, women, I'm sorry, that haven't been found or anything. And it just brings more security to all Native communities, especially here in the Navajo Nation. Yeah, so it says right here the Savannah Act, Savannah Act or the MMIW Act reforms law enforcement and justice protocols appropriate to address missing and murdered Native women and for other purposes. An initial version of the bill passed the Senate on December 6th, 2018. It was held by Bob Goodwatt, or Bob Goodwatty, um, on December December 10th, 20, 2018. Uh, the bill after 2018-2019, United States federal government shutdown reintroduced in 2019 as S-227, uh, was nicknamed after Fargo, North Dakota, Dakota resident Savannah LaFontaine Greywind, who was brutally murdered. And yeah. So that is how the Savannah Act came along. It was called Savannah Act because of, um, I can't even say her name, Savannah Greywind, because. She was brutally murdered. And, yeah. So, the Not Invisible Act, it says it's the first bill in history to be introduced by four enrolled members of federally recognized tribes. Um, it's recognized by, or the representatives are Deb Holland, Tom Cole, um, Sharice Davids, and Marquaine. A million, million, sorry. But yeah, so we are really happy that these bills are out. I'm happy, to be honest. Like, now that there is a law to be out there, and I really hope that they take this into consideration that um, our Native people need help because we. There's very little of us. I mean, like, if you really think about it, like, think of all of America and think of how many Native Americans are there. We're not even half of the population of America right now. So, to finally put these laws out, I'm more than glad for this. But yeah. How do you feel about it, Valdemar? Uh, like I said earlier, and I... And like you said, I'm happy that it's put in place. And now that it's put into place, it I hope that it also will, you know, help raise awareness that all Native American communities need help, especially with the Native American women. A lot of them go missing or get murdered, and if they're like you, us, and oh my gosh, and. Uh, the cases, honestly, half of them just go cold or they just give up. And there's nothing that the police do or anything but 
other cases, I mean, I'm not trying to say favoritism, but some of those people keep looking. But it seems like Native American women are just overlooked because there isn't much awareness brought to it until this year in politics and everything. I don't want to bring politics into it, but until this year, finally, every voice is actually being heard, which is honestly a good thing, I think, this yeah. year, that every ver- every voice is getting heard. Yeah, it is a really good thing. So, yeah, that is what is happening that we know of. Um, in local current events, so this is to the Navajo Nation. As you may have heard on the radio or seen on social media that our numbers of COVID-19 has gone up. And it is really devastating to hear because we are we were doing really good, but now we're not being careful enough. So our numbers went from 7 to 10 um, cases a day to 14 to 26 to actually like probably last Thursday it was 34 and that's crazy. So we really encourage you to social distance by 6 feet apart, uh, avoid social gatherings, avoid hugging, handshaking, and any contact of limbs, uh, wear a mask, wash your hands, um, keep your sanitizer with you if you need to go to town, and we encourage you to go to town for essential items. So yeah, um, when I really heard about the cases that really gone up, I was really, like, it was really devastating because what I went through and everything, it just does not feel good and I feel for those people because it's crazy. Um, I got mine, I believe, airborne. Like, they cleaned the, the car, they cleaned the vehicle, but I got it airborne. So, to hear that these people were infected by other people, it's just really, it's really devastating. So, I really encourage you guys to social distance six feet apart. Um, if you guys can't remember six feet apart, remember that Luke Combs, was it Luke Combs? Yeah. Yeah, that Luke Combs song six feet apart so yeah um but for now the navajo nation is on a curfew again that starts from 8 p.m to 5 p.m 5 a.m again and our weekly lockdown or our weekly our weekly eh, our weekly curfew our weekend sorry (laughs) our weekend curfew starts at friday 8 p.m to Monday 5 a.m. and this might go on for the rest of the month or it might roll over to next month. So yeah. But flu season is coming so I also um, I don't know if um, Valdemar does but I bet he does but I encourage you guys to get vaccinated because Better safe than sorry. <laughs> Am I right, Valdemar? Can you repeat that? I'm sorry. Mm. Just get your what did flu you s- shot. Oh, yeah. The, that part, honestly, the flu shot, I hate to say, everybody's been getting it almost every year. So 
I have nothing against it. So, yes, go get your flu shot. That's one of the best things you can do right now. And just to help, I mean, it's not going to help technically with this virus because it's different, but it will help you from preventing to get sick from the flu because that's another thing that still is horrible to get because it takes a while to get rid of also. Yeah, but at least we have a vaccine for the flu. Yeah. And we just really want to encourage you guys to get the vaccine because we do want you guys to be safe throughout these times. Um, I think the winter months are going to be really horrible with um, COVID-19 because it's more, we're, during the winter, we're more prone to getting sick. So, yeah, get your vaccine. Um, stay home. I don't really know how this is going to be like for the rest of the month or the rest of the year but try to avoid what's called um, traveling I guess if you're going to travel try to stay clean stay safe but yeah okay let me see what else do we have for local current events Um, okay. Since the COVID-19 will stay like this for a while, um, to the boys and girls and maybe adults, we know that Halloween is canceled, which is a good thing because it prevents the kids from spreading germs and getting cavities that can cost a lot. So we want to say that don't go out Halloween night trying to get candy because you don't know if you're going to stumble across a person that is infected. And, yeah. If you want candy, just go to the store. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, anything else to say, Valdemar? Um, not really. I mean, from whatever you all said, you would... He honestly said everything I would have said, especially about the cases on the Navajo Nation. It's pretty sad now that, you know, we have to see that and that it went up. And, like, just what a while ago, it was put down to from, we had a curfew from 9 to 5, which was a lot better because it gave you more time to at least go out, maybe to get your stuff and come back slowly instead of rushing home because 8 o'clock, you know is a hard time to get home by sometimes. Then also, a lot of people had an actual weekend. Like, we didn't have a curfew on Saturday until 9 again. And it gave you a little more freedom to do some things if it was safe to do, like go on a walk farther than one mile away from your house and stuff like that, or go for a run farther than that. And then also for Halloween, I mean, like David said, I recommend not going anywhere and staying home. And I guess if you have a family, you know, stay home and bake with your brothers, your sisters, cousins or something if they're there with you. And give just make it fun for them if they're not going to be able to go. But if you do manage to go out or if you want, I mean, I guess if you want to, really, honestly, wear your mask. Yeah, you're going to think that your mask that we're talking about is... The one you're going to be wearing with your costume, but the ones we want you to wear is both. Your 
one for COVID and your Halloween mask. And also, you know, sanitize your hands after every single house if you're going to go. And if there's a large line at a house, just skip the house and go to houses that have absolutely, basically nobody because that's the best way to stay from it. And just go to maybe like one neighborhood is okay. But don't go all over the place because that's how you're just going to spread. You could possibly bring it home and then that's going to infect your family. Like I didn't, I hope that I don't have to go through what David did, but David went through it and he knows it's hard. And so just imagine if you listen to our in season one, how bad it if affected David, just imagine that you going through that and your family going through that. So we recommend not going out on Halloween night, but if you do just be safe, that's all I can say. Yes. I mean, if you do want to listen to that, I think it was the second episode, right? I believe so. Second or third, but you'll find out. <laughs> um, yeah. So I just pulled up some stuff on Navajo Nation. So the Navajo Nation today had 17 new cases and one more death. So that is very sad. Um, the total cases... It says right here, the total case, the total number of cases, um, is ten thousand five hundred and one. Um, so that is a lot. And then on McKinley County, there are four thousand three hundred and sixty-seven confirmed cases. Um, eleven, eleven more were today. And 257 deaths. Um, New Mexico is on 30,947. Today's cases, there were 315. There were 894 deaths. And recovered is 17,489. And 159 words from today. That was recovered. So yeah, it is a huge number, and we do encourage you guys to stay safe, stay healthy, um, try to avoid Halloween nights. If you do want to get candy, like what Valdemar said, wear your mask over your mask, <laughs> or wear your mask under. Or your under. Mask. Yeah, <laughs> and do not try to go into large crowds. Um, and at least just one street because we do not want to hear that a lot of kids or even some names that we might see on our social media that you have been um, tested positive for Corona. Yeah, but moving on to our new crime segment. Um, I think I told Valdemar a very brief, um, a brief story about this, right, Valdemar? Yeah, you did. Okay, so, this is actually a very interesting one to me. Okay, so let me start. (laughs) Um, this was a murder case. Okay, so it says murder... Murdered unidentified Jane Doe in 2000 from New Hampshire. 
Okay, so the body was found in May 9th in 2000. A Jane Doe was found in a 55-gallon drum on private property in New Hampshire's Bear Brook State Park. Uh, Jane Doe was estimated to be killed in the late 1970s to early 1980s by undetermined means. And I believe what I read was that it was undetermined because the body was already um, decomposed. It was just a skeleton. So it's not, the body was not originally from New Hampshire. Um, it was a two-year-old girl, um, slightly, I guess slightly wavy brown hair. I believe that the hair was still in the 55 barrel drum. She was about three feet, three feet, three inches to three, three foot, nine inches tall. And she had a slight overbite. Um, when she was found, there was no clothing or personal items that were recovered from her or the area. But DNA testing showed that her father is Terrence Terry Peter Rasmussen, who died in 2010 at California prison, charged with the murder of his common law wife. Her mother, on the other hand, is not unknown. Or is unknown, sorry. So, Valdemar, hearing all that, what do you think about this? Um, <clears throat> I honestly, it's just, I don't know what to think about it. First of all, it's just, obviously, it's sad that, that she was that young and all that. And it's sad how, you know, that it took that long for people to find this the body and it it I you know it's just it's honestly something that nobody would like to hear but all I can say is just it's pretty sad and everything. Yeah, it's really sad. But the thing was, um no one really knew about it because it was on private property and I guess like they just came across it so they I guess they just called the police and told them about it, which it, which to me is kind of like very sad because they don't really check a lot. But I'm not saying like it's their fault, but like it's really sad how we don't really check a lot of things, like double check, like maybe there's something in here, maybe there's um things like that. Like I guess <laughs> To say, like, after listening to Crime Junkie a lot, um, I have been very jumpy on things. Like, to where I even, when I go to, to the store, I always have my keys in my hand. Um, when I'm coming out, I always check a, I always give a brief check to look under my truck and then in the back. Just to see if anyone's in there and I check my surroundings check if anyone's um, following me or anything like that and yeah um, I mean I guess if they were really jumpy like that they would have found him earlier but for now I guess it's it was 2000s and people didn't really think a lot about 
missing and murdered people, I would say. But on other news, the Navajo Times, um, an article was made that says that she had ties with the Black Mesa, Black Mesa, Arizona. Um, the article was written by, what was his name? Uh, Donovan Quintero. So I'm going to read to you what he wrote. New Hampshire State Police Cold Case Unit is hoping that someone can identify a young murder, a young murder victim who may have had ties to Black Mesa, Arizona. Sergeant Matthew Collier uh, with the Cold Case Unit said on Friday the skeletal remains of a female toddler between the ages of 2 and 4 were found on May 9, 2000. The remains were in a 55-gallon barrel in Allentown, New Hampshire, um, more than 2,300 miles away from Navajo land. Um, another child's remains were found with the toddler, he added. Um, so there is a picture on here, and that's really sad. That's, oh, um, so she was found in May 9th, 2000. Location was Ellentown, New Hampshire, and I guess you guys know all this, um, but the race was white, eye color unknown, and estimated 3339. Um, and it says, what was it, DNA also showed the child was the daughter of a woman whose remains were found in 1985. She was found with with another child, um, another child in the 55-gallon barrel. Uh, Collier said that toddlers, the toddler's DNA revealed she was primarily Caucasian and part Native American, African American, and Asian. She was born in 1975, between 1975 and 1977. Um, so, I guess to me, like, she's part Native American. That could be from either the mother or the father, which is very hard to tell. Am I right, Valdemar? Yeah. <clears throat> and. Oh my I god. Wonder, I wonder if they even tried to. Um, get DNA samples from the biological father. Uh, let's see. Ooh. Okay, so it says, uh, the toddler's father, the primary suspect in her death, had ties to the Navajo reservation in the 1970s and 1980s. So, what this, what Collier said is, as a result of one of those tips, we were able to identify people that associated with uh, Rasmussen. As a result of researching those people, we've been we've been to identify Rasmussen as having ties to the Navajo Nation in and the area surrounding Black Mesa. He's what was he? Um, he said he was not found to comment any more beyond that. 
So I guess Terry Rasmussen is the biological father, but he passed. He died in the California prison in 2010. Um, the reason why he was in prison was because he was serving time for the murder of his wife. So, to me, that kind of makes it sound like like he could be a suspect, but we will never know. But, yeah. but Rasmussen really sounds very, like, Familiar, like I like I heard it in Crime Junkie or something. Oh, sorry, that's my phone. <laughs> but yeah, so it says if anyone has any information, they can call New Hampshire State Police at six zero three two two three eight eight nine zero or one eight hundred the lost. So it will be eight four three. Five six seven eight. <laughs> so yeah, that is our murder or our crime case. Um, I really hope that we can do better on that because that was my first time saying that. But yeah, um, how did you feel about that, Valdemar? Uh, <clears throat> to be honest, it was a lot, and it's just it's crazy how you know that her father, I guess what you said about her biological father, died in prison and that he was in there for killing his ex-wife and all that. And it just kind of, you know, makes you think about what if he was a suspect, but now that he's passed on, that we never, you know, any nobody will ever know if it actually was him or anything and there's no actual way to prove that now. And then it seems like since this happened a long, long time ago, whoever could have witnessed this or whoever could have remembered it most likely is either too old that they won't remember or they have passed on. So that's just the sad truth about this part of the case. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But overall, it's just sad to hear that that had to happen and everything. Yeah, that is really sad because, I mean, even anyone, it's really sad to hear that they have been murdered, they have been missing for a while, and it takes like 10 years to find out that they have been missing sometimes. I mean... But now I'm kind of, I'm kind of glad that our, um, how would you say, um, cases have been a little bit more, um, faster at it instead of like, like, taking forever, you know? Yeah. And, yeah, so I... I think that was a very good case to read about um, as a first one. But we are going to move on to our next segment, which is when I started school a week late. So you guys better get ready for that. 
So, I started school weekly because I decided to go to the branch campus where I live. And um, I was originally going to go to Albuquerque, but change of plans because of a lot of family matters. I decided to go here. So, like, in July 10th, I believe, I called. I called and said, I'm going to go to where to the campus where I live and they're like, okay, we'll send your information towards, 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 um, the branch campus. And I was like, okay, cool. Um, little did I know, I should have been checking if they did that. But, <laughs> come to find out, they never, like, officially did it. So, then I I emailed one of the, I emailed someone, I forgot their name, but it's not really a good time to put their name in there, but um, I emailed them and said, I, what, I am waiting for, I know I had something to talk about, I was like, oh, it was about financial aid, and I was like, I'm waiting for all that, and then she said, um, my stuff was never found in there, and I was like, are you serious? And she's like, yes. And I was like, oh my gosh. So then, like, this was like August 7th. No, August 10th. Seven days before I was about to start. So, um, I had to find out everything. I was like, oh my gosh, okay, so let me do this, let me do that, let me do this. And um, I was texting Valdemar. Was I texting you, Valdemar? Um, the, when you were doing that, you weren't, but after, you know, you're, I think until you were, you only told me about how you barely got, I think it was an appointment or something scheduled with, I think your advisor, what the hell, your advisor, and that you're finally going to meet with them. That's all. I think that's all I remember, but maybe you might have texted me a couple of things that I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had to make appointments with the advisor, just talk to them, and it took forever, and then, um... Finally, I got one on Monday of, when was it? Oh shoot, wrong one. Monday of August 24th. That was like a week after um, school started for me and for all of us. And then <laughs> that was the time when um, I think me and Valdemar didn't do a um, episode the week before school was going to start. So we did start on the episode. <laughs> like, when was it? We started the episode Wednesday, and I was talking to him about it. I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't even start school yet. And he's like, oh, I'm so starting. It's like, it's hard. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is actually the first time I always wanted. This was the first time I ever wanted to go to school so bad. <laughs> And, um, I think during the time of, um, recording, Valdemar was doing his homework, right? <laughs> yeah, I was, and I was, that was when I was, I forgot what class I was doing, but, yes, most of the time I do homework if we record, or usually we record late at night, so I finish up everything, then I can finally record, because, honestly, I'm one of those people who can't focus if I'm talking to someone, 
and David knows that, especially in, from calculus. Yep, it's funny. But, but yeah, so yeah, I would always do my homework that time when he was recording, and I would always be like, "Why haven't you started?" <laughs> I know. Um, then once we got it out, I was like, "Okay, cool." So I can, so so I can have a break and actually focus on trying to get into school. And then Monday came along, and then she was like, okay, let me get your classes ready, or let me help you with your classes. And I was like, okay. And then they're like, she's told me, she was like, um, the UNM in Albuquerque have you on um, art, like an like art major. And I was like, or no, not art major, um, a teaching major. And I was like, I never... I never wanted to do, to do teaching. I was like, I signed up for um science. I was like, I signed up for um biomedical. What was it? Biomedical or biochemistry? And then she was like, okay, so just call them over there and tell them that you are not going to be doing um uh, teaching. And I was like, okay, I'll call them right now. So I did, and then they called me, or I, they answered. And then I was like, yes, I was like, so I have a little problem. I probably in July 10th, I called here to tell, tell you guys that I'm not going to be going to school here. I'll be going to school at the branch. And they're like, oh, I think we remember you. Could you give me your um, UNM ID number? And I gave it to them. And then she's like, um, she's like, you, you're not on our um, list. And I was like. I was like, my advisor told me that um, I'm on your on your teaching thing or on your um com- on on your thing saying that I'm gonna be um doing te- I'm gonna be studying to be a teacher. No, she's like, she's like, I don't know what you're saying, um, but just call her back. And I was like, okay. Then I was waiting for her because she wasn't answering for a bit. Here, finally, she called me back, and then she said that she figured out everything, and I was like, okay, thank you. <laughs> I was like, okay, cool. And then I got I got my classes. Um, I got Navajo, I think Geology, um, Introduction to Native American Studies, and Math. So I'm like, okay, cool, so I can start doing this. And then I was trying to catch up throughout everything, I finally catched up. I finally had a Zoom meeting on the Friday. I was kind of happy that I was doing the Zoom meeting. I mean, never done it before, so that was actually really cool. And then I believe it was the second Friday that I... The second Friday that after my Zoom meeting and after finishing all my work, I got a call from the UNM saying that um, she was like, hello, we're calling you because, um, um, we want to, we want to ask you a few questions. I was like, okay. And then she said, um, so I have you here saying that you're gonna leave the campus. And I was like, I never said that. And she's like, oh, it says that you are not going to be going to school anymore. I was like, I was literally right there. I was like, what are you talking about? 
And then I don't know if I told you about that, Valdemar. Did they tell you about that? No, this is the first I'm hearing about it. Yeah, they actually called me and said that they, um, they cleared my name from all my classes and everything. And I was like, I was like, what? I was like, I was like, ma'am, I never said anything like that. The only reason why I said I wasn't going to the school in Albuquerque was because I'm going to be going to the branch here. And then she said, oh, okay, so just give me a few minutes and I'll try to sort everything out. I'll, I'll re-register you. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I was so worried right there. I was praying. I was like, oh my God. I was like, I was like don't let me, don't let me be um, kicked out of school. I was like, oh no. She called me back and she's like, okay, I got you back. I got you back. You're enrolled again. I was like, I was like oh, thank God. I was like, thank you. <laughs> so yeah, that was my crazy registration to the UNM here. And I just hope that never happens again. <laughs> so I guess I never really, I never told Valdemar. I've already told you, Valdemar. No, I'm on being. Oh my god, I'm being totally honest. That you, you didn't tell me. That's what, honestly, I was like, when you just now when you did that, I was like, did that actually happen? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and then finally, like when they called, I was like, okay, that's it's gonna happen. And then they're like, you're back in. I was like, okay, good. <laughs> I mean, like my heart dropped right there. I was ready about to. I was ready about to cry. I was like, no. I'm like, what's happening? <laughs> so, yeah, I am still a college student and first year student. And I'm going to do this right next time. <laughs> but yeah. I'm honestly glad that didn't happen to me. I know. Well, actually, it's better better me than anyone else. True. Because I'll be like, oh no, I'll just, I won't be scared to say anything. I'll be like, mm, <laughs> you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly probably would have just got pissed off at you and him and like, you know what, forget it. Forget it, I'm going to Fort Lewis. <laughs> no, I'm going to, uh, no thanks, I hate to say that, no, huh? <laughs> the only reason why I would go there is because free tuition. <laughs> yes, to be honest, that's the truth. Because, yeah. I mean, I hate to say, there's way too many people from Gallup that go there. Yeah, that's true. I'm be like, I don't want to see you guys. And, I mean, yes, I consider some of them, I guess, friends. But, honestly, other people, I do not want to see them again because they were too too much in high school. So, I don't want to do that again. I think mm -hmm. the other school I would consider would be in Tech. In, in Crown Point? I, no, not... I said NM Tech. Oh, okay. I was like, <laughs> I was like NTU. I was like, no, or Danette College. I mean, like I said, I mean, as long as you start, like right now, yes, we're making fun of those colleges to be honest. But if you're starting there, it's fine. I mean, it's a start, but that's just I don't think to so people who are going there, you could have done better to be honest. Ah, uh, that's not well. Nah, nah. Well, to me, you know what I I'm think, saying, though. Yeah, but to me, I think if you're gonna start at Danette College, you're gonna have to go to the main campus, 
I mean, yeah, that's true. You'll have a better shot there. Yeah, I mean, and I mean, it's just, I don't know. I mean, that way, and plus, it gives you less of an opportunity to get more diverse classes because they have only a limited amount, and plus, all of their credits don't transfer to like all main campuses or higher level colleges. Yeah, so we we're not bashing you guys, but it's just like saying yeah. like just. Be ready for that, or, like, you're going to see that. <laughs> yeah, and also, I was considering going there, but I was just like, no, that's not for me. Because you have to learn Navajo every single semester. Oh, that's the part that I don't, I mean, like, I'm doing this now so I can get my uh, second language classes that I'm taking Navajo, but other than that, I will don't want to continue taking it in school because at home I already get, you know, enough of that that I can learn it myself. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think for me... So, I mean, it's just like... Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Okay. Um, so, I guess for me, I think the only re- the only way that my family would say, like, the way you learn Navajo is by l- listening to them. So, like... Um, yeah, taking, exactly. Taking these classes, like, um, like I'm taking Navajo, um, I basically know most of the words that she's saying like actually almost all of the words except for when she's like telling stories i'm like i know some of them <laughs> yeah exactly that like i mean at home you get exposed to a lot more words and it's words that you might only use once and like if you're gonna be taught try to learn navajo in a class you get taught basically the most basic things like hello bye or how to introduce yourself, like and then the, just how to read basic words. Yeah, exactly. Those are the things that you learn. It's just like taking high school Navajo, if you were able to take high school Navajo, literally all over again. Yeah. And think, it's just, on. yeah, I don't know. I I'd rather us, learn at home. <laughs> yeah, I think for us, I learn more about Navajo at home than anywhere else. <laughs> Same, I took Navajo in elementary mid-school, and high school, and I think that I've learned how to speak Navajo more at home than in all three of those classes. Yeah. So, I think to me, like, the best way to learn is actually turning on your radio and listening to K-Y-A, or K-Y-A, K-I-Y-K, K-W-K, or K-W-R-K, K-T-N-N, K-G-A-K, or... What else is there? I think, I think it's K Y A T too, isn't it? K Y A T. Yeah. Yeah. So. And then also listen to your grandparents. Yeah. If you have that option, I mean, sadly, a lot of kids don't have the option to listen to their grandparents anymore. But if you have them and you're lucky enough to have them there, listen to them because that's the best way to learn, honestly. And from them, you're going to learn older Navajo rather than modern Navajo. Because older Navajo, you'll be able to communicate with every, almost every single Navajo because you would know the shortcuts and the full language. But if you were, like now, if you go and look at a book that you're learning from in Navajo and you go show it to your grandparents, most likely your grandparents are going to say there's something wrong in there <laughs> yeah. because they take shortcuts a lot of the time. 
Yeah, that's true. I mean, like, to me... Which um, is the sad part. Like, to me, I think, um... I think Navajo is very diverse. Like, um, the way that my dad speaks. He's from Crown Point, so the way he speaks is different from the way my mom speaks. And then, um, especially from people, like, down in Flagstaff or Phoenix, they speak differently from us. And then from Rama to Farmington to even, um... Mount Taylor, they speak totally different, and um, in a book, it just picks one place and then just goes on, which I really yeah, that's that, true. That that's kind of like trying to make our language very um just one way when really there's like yeah, exactly. different types of ways to speak. Yeah, like I think one word that a lot of people say differently is coffee isn't it yeah like for me because a lot of people ahoy. um some people yeah say, see and gohoy. what was it the... yeah they say that so there's two different ways to say it because one time when david said how he says coffee i was confused i was like what does he mean and then he finally told me i was like oh okay and then i was like but i say it this way so that's the part that some people need to understand and Navajo instructors now need to understand that some Navajo students will learn or learned already how to say certain words in their own dialect of Navajo. Yeah, I mean, like, even for high school, um, one of the teachers told me that um, the way to say high school is hotako otai, but I was like, isn't that how you say college? <laughs> so. It's very different. I think that um, the best way to learn is by the surrounding areas of your place. Um, I guess for me, I would have to listen to either KGAK or go down to Crown Point again. <laughs> but yeah, um, I guess the third episode... We're going to have to go into the third yeah. episode, but the third episode is very short, so I really think yeah. that it was a but good thing. But again, I think we should re, you know, I guess, say that we're not trying to say that it's a bad thing to go to those schools. Like I said, like we said, it's a start, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's a start. But work your way up and try to get out of that situation of going to that school for your whole university career, because there's a lot of schools that you could have potential to. Yeah, um, I think to me, like, it's like having a job. If you're going to stay at the job yeah. for the whole time, you're not going to get anywhere. You're not going to get, like, you're not going to be happy with it. You're not going to be um, enjoying it. You're just going to be there just to be there. And I think, like, for me, I'm starting off over here at the branch in Gallup. And, um... For now, I'm just going to stay here for, or I'm, I'm telling myself I'm going to stay here for until, like, I have enough, or how would I say it? Like, maybe next year or next two years, I would go to Albuquerque to continue on. Because that does have a good medical. Yeah, exactly. Medical voice, so, yeah. Yeah. But just, and make sure you look into what you're going to take and see if 
and what schools you actually want to get your actual degree from because I believe the net college and NCU only offer what is it like four bachelor's degrees and those are degrees that are focused in Native American studies yeah but if you want to pursue a degree in like where me and David are going like from mine is teaching and David's is in like the medical field you have to go to an actual university to take those classes so look into to see if the college that you your higher level college will actually accept the credits from the net college or into you yeah. and if not then I think it should be time that you start considering your options into a to maximize your potential and everything. Yeah, so... But whatever it's worth, I do think that starting off somewhere is a good thing. Just as long as you know... Oh, shoot, sorry. Just as long as you know that um, we do support support you guys going to, to further your education. Yeah. But... Now we are going to go to the third episode, which we were going to call Finding a New Segment. And I think for us, we were going to try to like make everything like, like basically new segments and try to make everything like new. But <laughs> for now, we're just, we're merging. So that's a new segment. <laughs> Pretty much. It's a new idea. New concept. <laughs> Yeah, so, um, but this one's just talking about new segments. Uh, we do want you guys to tell us what you want, like, to hear about. We do want to ask you guys to consider telling us, like, hey, you should guys do this, or you guys should do that, like, as long as it's legal. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because, I mean, we honestly... Like we, I mean, we've said it so many times in all of our episodes. We can't come up with a lot of things. Like we struggle sometimes to come up with an idea we talk about for every single episode. We want to give you guys a good amount of time to listen, which is what approximately forty-five minutes each episode, David. Right? Yeah. Um, and sometimes we don't reach that target, right? Yeah. And then we just and have so to, we just have to we have babble to, on. <laughs> yeah, and we have to wing it sometimes, and we. Sometimes when a lot of people who complain about us talking nonsense or how David will just keep talking, the reason why he does that is just because we don't have anything to talk about. And like I said, I say this so many times, if you know me, I'm not a person that likes to talk. So the only way I'll talk is if I get talked to or something like that. And at least David can hold a conversation and he's just trying to fill up the time. So... We want more ideas so we don't have to fill in time and talk nonsense. Yeah, so I <laughs> just to remember just remembering, um uh we were saying like before the break or actually like yeah, before the break we we're saying like, okay, what can we do for this new season? And then finally after like two months or a month and a half, we finally um we finally got like a few ideas saying like we should like um list or watch a new movie or watch a movie and then compare it to everything and we're like Yeah, and then that took like a month and a half, so if you guys don't really believe us um about saying like it takes a while for us to make a new segment, that is one of our evidence. Yeah, I mean 
it's honestly it's so hard to come up with a segment like and we don't want to repeat you know things so and we know that there's about on average how many listeners uh, listeners david i think like 22 now see and like you 22 people who listen on like every single episode you we could really use your help (laughs) yes please But yeah, so I guess that's all we have right now. Well, that's all we have. That's what we got you guys right now. Um, but yeah, so we are going to put some more stuff on social media about like Instagram. About like other stuff. Usually I put on the Urban Native Podcast Instagram page like... Um, what happened in the Navajo Nation, um, anything that's interesting or anything that I think, um, people should consider looking at. And, yeah, but for now, we're just going to put some questions on there. Um, we really ask you to, um, how would you say it? Answer those questions or participate in answering to help us. But, yeah, we really appreciate it if you do. Yeah. But for now, we're just going to leave it at there. Uh, we do have... We did go over the line, which is kind of great. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, so... but I mean, if we're combining... Oh my God, combining episodes, this would have had to be about an hour and a half long. Yeah. But, but we're, we're just kind of glad episode three was kind of short. <laughs> and we're glad it's short because it's difficult, like we said right now, because we got busy. And to be honest, we're still kind of busy. And we're at least glad to get this episode out to you guys. Yes. And hopefully that hopefully we have enough time to start doing all these um, episodes because we are going to go into... What was it? New Year's, right? We should be going into New Year's. And plus, you guys should be looking forward to all the new segments we have. Because I think we have, like, at least two or three, right, David? (laughs) Yeah, two or three. So, be excited for that. Now, keep us up there for, like, let's see, a month. (laughs) At least, yeah. Yeah. So, I guess this is it. So, good night, or goodbye, or see you later. Hagoshinla. Going it skinny. <laughs> going all crazy here. Okay, but um bye you guys. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Urban Natives Podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. If you have any questions, comments, or any suggestions, feel free to contact us at our email, which is urban.native20 at gmail.com. Or on Instagram, which is at urban underscore natives 2020. If you would like to contact David, you can use his Snapchat, which is at David Can't Smile, which is D A V I D C A N T S M I L E, or his Instagram, which is at David underscore Toledo 813. That's D A V I D underscore T O L E D O 813. And you can contact Valdemore on Snapchat, which is at Empoyer20. That's M P 
M-O-Y-E-R-2-0. And for Instagram, it's at Moderpoyer. That's M-O-D-D-E-R-P-O-Y-E-R. Please visit our website, which is sites.google.com slash view slash Urban Natives Podcast. Thanks.